All right. Hello, hello, my friends. You are listening to the Bad Blonde Radio Show on News Talk KEYS, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM, Corpus Christi. And today is a very good day. But I will say this. We're going to have to TV- turn off that TV. Chad is a, like the suit. The, we have the World Cup on in the studio. There's a TV in the corner. And I can tell Chad is just going to be absolutely absorbed by that. We're turning it off. There's no way this can stay on and we'll have a successful radio show. I'll just do play by play. Yeah. No, like he's, he's not even looking at me. He's just staring at the TV. I can't help it. Dude, it's every. Four it's years. World Cup. United States is playing Holland. I guess they call them the Netherlands now. Oh, man. I want to watch this too. I don't want to have to do a radio show. And we're currently down two to zero in a knockout game. Oh, dang. We're, we advanced to the. All right, let's just let's, let's just do play by the, play. We advanced <laughs> to the Sweet 16, so we're one of the last 16 teams out of the world playing for the World Cup. Kind of dope. Not looking good at the moment. Not looking good at the moment. No. And then on the way here, who knows? I got stuck behind a funeral procession at Comanche and Brownlee, right where you take the left to get like here. Yeah. Right when I pull up there, cop on a motorcycle stops me. Oh. And then you have to sit and wait. This is the first time Chad being late was not his fault. Way to go. <laughs> if there really was a funeral procession. Funeral processions are weird, right? I'm going to have the biggest one ever. I will. What? I am already saving money to hire people to be in my procession. Oh, gosh. Because it's like one last time to piss everybody off. Yeah, I know. Well, they have to wait for all this. They're trying to get somewhere. I'm like, they are trying to get. I got somewhere. a radio show to go, and they're like, "Sorry, you're gonna wait here Stay for put. 15 minutes." It was not 15 minutes. It was literally five. <laughs> but that's, so long. Well, I mean, if you're trying to get somewhere, well, I was a certain time. It telling Aiden, I was like, you know, Chad went out with his buddies last night. He might be not showing up. No, I was up since nine. Oh, good or job. Before. Oh my goodness! When the game started, oh, there—that makes sense. And uh, later today, Argentina's going to play. Fabulous! So Speaking be... of Argentina, that's directly related to today's topic. That's where I was going with that. Ah, I know. Good segue. So today we we're going to talk about. So initially, this ended up going in a different direction than I meant to, but I totally was happy with it. We are going to talk all about. De Tommaso. All right. Now, I really was initially going to talk about the Pantera, one of De Tommaso's grand touring cars. But then I just kind of like ran down a rabbit hole and here we are. And I think it's even better this way. I wonder if folks are familiar with De Tommaso. If you are familiar, text us in at 882-5397. And I'm so proud when I do remember that name. Way to go. Or that, that number. All right. Uh, I do need to definitely remind and let everybody know that we have the Coastal A's and Rods holiday show coming up. Should be pretty awesome. It's next weekend, Saturday the 10th at 9 a.m. If you want to know more about it, you want to put your car in it, go ahead and find them on Facebook. Just put in the search term. Coastal A's and Rods. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be at Brewster Street Ice House downtown. Chad and I are going to be there having our show live. 
And it's great. It's all for a good cause. Oh, yeah. Bring an unwrapped. Yes, you is. Bring an unwrapped toy if you can. And uh, they raised what? I think it feel like. I don't know. They got like 3,000 toys last time. I may be getting that incorrect, but they raised, they got a lot of toys and they were able to give them away, which was pretty great. Should we dive right in, Chad? Look, yes. this, okay, well, what's the score? It's still 2-0, man. We've been putting some shots on, on goal. Yeah. Just can't get any in. We're the white ones, Caitlin. Yeah, I know. They're the they look orange with the with the also red and the blue. Yeah, they're the orange ones. Yeah, we don't like the orange. No, ones. No, I don't. Not one bit. No, Netherlands have always been really good. The uh, Dutch. The Dutch. Good at making windmills. Yeah. And playing soccer, which is funny if you look at Holland's size. Yeah. They are. I was gonna do not a large. Comparison. Not very large. Yeah. <laughs> right next to Belgium, which Belgium's really good at soccer, too. Of course, it's Europe, and we're playing catch-up uh, with catch-up. Now, we're just <laughs> – soccer hasn't taken on here culturally as much as it's starting to now. We're getting yeah. better. And so, well, now, I, I think now folks are like, maybe we shouldn't put our kids in football. Um, when I grew up, not a lot of people played soccer. True. Uh, I played soccer. Um, and not a lot of people knew about – the World Cup or anything like yeah. that. So it's yeah. growing. It's good. Indeed it is. All right. Should we go ahead and start? Sure. Now, naturally, if we're going to discuss De Tomaso's history, we must also dive into the man behind it. Alejandro De Tomaso. What a fabulous name. All right. Is that not like, ooh. That is real Telenovela. Name. It is. Well, obviously, it's his real name. Alejandro de Tomaso. Now, Alejandro was a race car driver and an Argentinian businessman, entrepreneur. He was born in Buenos Aires, but had Italian heritage. That's a combination, which is interesting, though. Um, the, the entrepreneur had raced in two F1 world championships and driving a Ferrari Tipo 500 and a Cooper T43. Those Pretty rad little open wheel sports cars. The history of De Tomaso. Oh, Chad, um, did you did you get to see De Tomaso? Did you look at Alejandro's face? Mm-mm. He looks very Italian. Mm. Yes. Well, that can be. <laughs> that depends on what Italian. It could be like the fat gangster Italian. No, this guy. is the suave Italian. The suave, good-looking uh, heartthrob. Honestly, tall, with his tall, name and dark his looks, and handsome. with his name and his looks, he could have been in a soap opera. That Mediter- Mediterranean diet. That's yeah, what it's about exactly. So the history of De Tomaso involved, and it gets it's a little juicy. Involves an attempt to topple the Argentinian president at the time. All right, and you see, this was two years, just two years before he founded De Tomaso Automobili. Now, He's a busy guy. I know. Should really... I build a car? Should I should I design a car? Have should a coup? I, should I topple a government? <laughs> I don't know. I know. So Alejandro was implicated in an attempt to to th- to overthrow Juan Perón, president of Argentina. Now here's an interesting thing that I didn't see in your notes. What? You know who Juan Perón's wife was? Yeah, Eva. Eva. Don't Perón. cry for me, Argentina. And don't. Try to overthrow my husband. (laughs) 
So yeah, Evita. Oh yeah, Eva, and they call it Evita too. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess there was a whole movie. Who was in it? Madonna. I think so. I don't remember watching the movie. That's she's really changed since then. Madonna or Eva? Madonna. Madonna has. Yeah, she's not. She's not that anymore. Yeah. So uh, he was busy being implicated in an attempt to overthrow Juan Perón. Perón? Am I now saying that weird? President of Argentina. And from that scandal, Alejandro had to leave. All right. He had to flee. He left the country and fled back to Italy where he would find love. So it was at this point in time that I was like, I'm not going to just do this show only about the Pantera because I went on a rabbit hole or a rabbit chase uh, regarding Alejandro de Tomaso's wife. All right. And how much of a rad chick she was. All right. So he tries to overthrow President Perón and he has to go back to Italy. And that's where he finds love. Now, conveniently, he kind of found himself an American heiress pretty quick. All right. So American heiress Isabel Haskell was visiting a Maserati factory when she and, and Alejandro met. And uh, like I said, I was pretty, once I started reading about Isabel, I was like, this chick is amazing. So she hailed from horse racing money. But get this. She was a groundbreaking race car driver in the 1950s. She even completed the 12 hours of Sebring. Like, but she still couldn't use a blinker. Oh, bump, bump. Shh. <laughs> pretty clever. Pretty clever. She was at Alejandro's side as they founded the company. And it was said they had a very competitive and playful relationship, always trying to figure out who was the best driver of the two. And they remained married until Andro, Alejandro's passing in 2003. So she, like, she was a very competitive, she raced in America, but she, with that, she only could race against women. And that's why she moved over to Europe so that she could get out of just the women classes. How interesting. Women's suffrage. She's kind of a baddie. She's a baddie. Now, after finding such a lively Harris, Harris, why am I saying that? Talking's hard. I had a little too much champagne, guys, last night. Full disclosure. I'm just kind of getting myself together. All right. Now, after finding such a lovely lady, Isabel, the pair formed the De Tomaso Modena in 1959, which would later become the name we know as De Tomaso Automobili. Oh, do we have a break? Okay, Aiden. Well, we got a small little break, guys. When I come back, we're going to talk all about the company De Tomaso Automobili. My friends, you are back listening to the Bad Bond Radio Show, and I think I just got it together. I have overcome the amount of champagne I drank last night, and we are going to have a great show. Right, Chad? Yeah. He is watching World Cup. This show is doomed. <laughs> Multitasking. Now, if you're just now tuning in, we are talking all about De Tomaso Automobili. And if you're unfamiliar with it, well, they were behind some really rad Grand Touring cars. 
some you may have heard of, like the Pantera, which was their most popular, but also the most recent P-72, dun, 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 which looks like a UFO, all right? The kind of thing I want to take me into outer space. Now, <laughs> I also need to remind you, if you got a classic car and you want to show it off and you also want to do it all for a good cause, we have the second annual Coastal A's and Rods Toys for Tots car show going on next weekend, Saturday, 9 a.m. at Brewster Street downtown. You got to check it out. I'll be there, Chad and I, live, and it'll be great. Aiden, are you going to be there too, buddy? Okay, you got a thumbs up, but it's very clear that he's watching Scotty Kilmer on YouTube right now. Watching you, Aiden. All right, guys. Now, if you're just now tuning in, De Tommaso, we're talking about the man behind it, Alejandro De Tommaso. What a name. Now, he had to flee Argentina after trying to overthrow or being implicated in the attempt to overthrow Juan Perez or Juan Perón, president of Argentina. He had to flee to Italy where he met his lovely American heiress wife, Isabel Haskell who was also a race car driver and a, kind of an all-around baddie. And that's where we begin, all right? And they, too, as a pair, form the De Tommaso Automobili. And they went to quick work building race cars and prototypes. And eventually, the grand touring cars that we all know and love. Now, if you're familiar with what we're talking about and you got an opinion, you can go ahead and text us at... 882-5397. Dang, we're professional. Now, look at us. Look at what we can do. Yeah. Thanks. We got a text message from Brian saying, yeah, love the Pantera. Can't wait to hear about the car company that was behind it. Thanks for that text message. Yeah, and if you don't Brian. know, aren't familiar with the Pantera, definitely Google it because it is a beautiful it's car. Aggressive. It's rad. It is a good looking car. Very good looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So back to the timeline. It's 1963, and De Tomaso would begin building their high-performance sports cars. <laughs> Chad, you're in charge of saying the name of the first, their first Grand Touring high-performance sports car. Wanner uh, Schnanken. No, close. Valunga. I think that I think it's Valunga. Val, Valunga. You know, when I was Vala, reading it, Vala. it came into Vala. my mind a lot easier. It's like when you read a word and you say it out loud. There's a there's a lot of that transpires between that. It's I'm just gonna spell it V A L L E L U N G A. I feel like it's Vialunga, Vialunga, Vialunga. Anyways, the first was Vialunga, and then the Mangusta, the ever popular Pantera, and the Guaya. Guaya Guara Guara. Guano. No, it's the Guara. Now, along with those sports cars, they would also produce some luxury sedans. Called, and the names are different. The Duville and the Longchamp. Hmm. Is it Longchamp? Longchamp. Of which, the last two, the Duville and the Longchamp, those were names that were... Not that good. Pure, not that great, but where they came from, well, like I said, his American heiress, her family was behind horse racing, Purebred horse racing. And so those were the names of a few talented horse racers. Horse runners, or should I just say horses? The people don't do that. I guess they do. They don't really do anything, do they? What? The riders, the jockeys. Well, 
kind of hold they on. hold on they hold on that's not an easy job whip the horse and kick it yeah yeah they, they hold on they, and they also what they do on the off seat what they do when they're not holding on to the horses is not eat anything because they got to be tiny and weigh nothing this is true yeah that's the whole thing this is, yeah so let's go ahead and dive in each one of those grand touring high performance sports cars first the via lunga which i'm gonna i'm gonna on our next break, we're going to Google exactly how to pronounce that. Named after the racing circuit, famous racing circuit. It was a mid-engine sports car produced just a mere three years with only 59 ever created. It's a good looking car. Um, powered by a 1.5 liter straight for Ford Kent engine from the Cortina. And what you're going to notice is that all de Tomasos we're powered by a Ford. Not a bad idea. No, 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 no. Now, the successor of the Vialunga was the better known Mangusta, whose design was created by the king of straight line designs, the prolific Giorgetto Gugaro at Ghia. I can say Giorgetto Gugaro because I've had a lot of practice. I've made a YouTube video on a few of his cars, all right? And uh, one of the first videos was the Lotus Esprit. He was the guy that brought, did the first uh, series of the Lotus Esprit, the S1. And uh, Giorgetto Gugaro was prolific, all right? He spent much of, most of his time was at Ghia. Now, his other designs are pretty freaking tops. I don't, I mean, maybe Gandini. Marcello Gandini has a better list of cars he's designed may or at least compete with this but Giorgetto Gugaro is tops all right some of his works include the Iso Grifo the BMW M1 which that's a very wedge shape right there Lotus Esprit like i already said first series Maserati Bora and the very well known DeLorean Chad, very very well can you say his name out loud for me DeLorean no Giorgetto Gugaro Giorgetto Gargaro. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> I'll tell this you what. This is Italian language class. I'm just trying to keep you from watching World Cup, which this is a. This is, goes back, which we talked to about this little, the cluster of automotive design yeah. back in Italy during this time. Yeah. It was just kind of dominating and really has left their mark. Yeah. Some of the best looking cars have come during this time period without a doubt and they're still coming from there but not this was a special time period it was a very special this was time pre period. we talked about it before too. pre bean counters well actually it was pre, pre bean bean counters but it was pre aerodynamics yeah where everything now it's i just even saw a somebody talking about it on like facebook or something about suvs and then it was like bmw yeah. chevy blah 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 they had all these ones parked you know, and they all look the other. same. They look the exact same. Yeah. You know? So it's this was a time where uh, you could really display your yeah. personality. Without your a doubt. Uniqueness. Your looks. Your actual looks. Now, they would produce 401 of the Mangusta during 1967 and 1971 with power options of the Ford 289 V8 or the 308. I'm sorry, 302 V8. There was... Uh, 
There was really no way that I wasn't going to bring this up. All right. No way I wasn't going to talk about the mangusta and not tell you that that means mongoose in Italian. I don't get enough opportunities to say the word mongoose in my life, and I'm happy about that. Chad, what does mongooses eat? Whatever what do they mongooses want. eat? Whatever the hell they want. Yeah, exactly. Well, mongooses eat cobras. They kill cobras. It's rumored that Alejandro named it so. Named it the Mangusta in retaliation to a spoiled deal between himself and Carol Shelby. Oh, snap. All right, I hear the music. That means we got a little break, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking all about De Tomaso Automobili. Break USA scored. Shoot. We, um, we should have had. Oh, we got 13 uh, the equalizer. Hot diggity dog, man. If you're just now tuning in, USA scored. We are talking about. We're we're talking about the birth and history of De Tomaso Automobili, but we also have a TV in the studio, and so we're watching World Cup USA we're versus the Netherlands. Apparently two to one. All right. Now, this is going to be hard. All right. Okay. We'll pay attention to what we're doing. Kind of. Now, if you are just now tuning in and you want to know a little bit about the Dito Muscle Automobili, well, we're talking all about Alejandro, the man who founded it. He was a race car driver, an Argentinian entrepreneur. He had to flee. Um, he had to flee Argentina because he was uh, implicated in attempting to overthrow the president of the time, which was Juan Perón, which was what that movie Eva or yeah, Eva or Evita. I think that was more about his wife who ran for politics later. Later? Uh, after him. She mm-hmm. started carrying like the women's coalitions. I did not know that. Apparently you watched the movie because I didn't. I've never seen it. <laughs> I think it was like a musical or something. But... Oh, really? So anyways, Alejandro leaves, goes to Italy, finds an American heiress, and begins together, both of them, because she was into cars and racing too, form De Tommaso Automobili. Now, we were just talking about the Mangusta, one of their high-performance sports cars produced from 1967 to 1971. And we were talking about why it's called Mangusta, which means in Italian, Mangus. Now, what do mongoose? What do mongoose eat? Mongooses go after snakes and kill snakes, kill cobras, and it is rumored that Alejandro named it so, named the mangusta, the mangusta, in retaliation to a spoiled deal between himself and Carol Shelby. <clears throat> now, uh, I kind of read into that a little bit, and it sounded more like Alejandro was at fault. Like he didn't, uh, he didn't knock out the production that he should have. Like even Carol Shelby sent Peter Brock over to Italy to help work in, uh, work out on this car or on this um, deal that they were supposed to work on. But uh, I just don't think that Alejandro really carried his end. They were late on production, 
And so that was, it sounded more like his fault, to be honest. Now, how do you follow up the Mangusta? It's a good looking car. If you got your car, if you got your phone or your computer by you, look it up. Oh, hell. Oh, what happened? No, the Netherlands. The Dutch. They scored. It's 3-1, guys. And my co-host, we are upset. That's it. We're not going to do the radio show anymore. I'm going to go to Vernon's, have a drink. Actually, I'm going to go to the keg room, have a Supremo. Oh, he's crying, guys. Chad's crying. There's real tears. Aiden, bring him a handkerchief. I have no emotions. He has so many emotions. Oh, look, Aiden's Aiden's legitimately bringing you a handkerchief. All right, it sounds like it's just going to be me doing this radio show. Both Chad and Aiden have officially Uh, checked out. Where's the backdoor defense? What is going on? Oh, oh! Look, did you see that guy's face? Like mongoose have somehow developed an immunity to cobra poison. Yeah, venom. Well, that's how they can kill them. That is, which is weird. How many times you gotta get bit? A lot. Mongoo, mongi died. Yeah. Trying to develop the. What is the plural of mong mongeese? Mongeese. Mongeese. Anyways, how do you follow up the Mangusta? It's a good-looking car, and it was powered with a Ford V8. All right. How do you follow that up? Well, with a Panther, of course. The De Tomaso Pantera, which is really why this whole radio show's uh, discussion topic came about. So I was like, you know what? I want to talk about something rad. First thing that came to my mind was the Pantera, my kind of hybrid. Aggressive good looks and a powerful, powerful Ford V8 made this one of De Tomaso's most popular models, producing over 7,000, all right? Which is a lot, because they only did 401 of the Mangusta. And so that's a lot more, 7,000. Engine options included Ford 308. I can't talk. Ford 302 V8, the 351 Cleveland, and the 351 Windsor. This was really making Ford look good, right? They were selling them. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They did. That was kind of at a that weird time period also where yeah. dealerships were kind of selling cars that would maybe, ha- I guess, have their engine in it but not be their car. Yeah. Uh, and Makes I, them look good. I guess they would warranty those. Wise? I don't know. That's a good question. But a couple of dealerships were doing that back in the day with the Italian-American hybrid stuff going on, which they definitely would not now. They say nah. Uh, so, like Chad said, in 1971, Ford began importing the Pantera to be sold through their Lincoln and Mercury dealerships. Now, back in those days, Italian cars were kind of a, uh, there was a running joke, all right, that they'd rest to the ground before they got off the boat. Uh, so there was some rust issues. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of rust proofing going on. And yes, many of the first year models of the Pantera were known to rust easily, and they also were known to have not so really good fitting panels. The body panels weren't that fit, that well fitted, and there were some quality issues. All right, and if you're if you're Ford and you're selling this car that starts rusting off your lot, well, it doesn't make you look good. What's happening in the game? Oh my God! Depression. Uh, this is a terrible time to have a radio show because I want to be watching this as well. I'll watch the show. You just you let me know. the show. Yeah. Or I'll watch go. the game. There we go. All right. So Ford's importing, selling them through Lincoln and Mercury. They're like, man, we got we got some quality control issues. And Ford did not like that. So they got more involved. They got 
a lot more involved in the Pantera production. Also, at one point, Ford did own a large amount of De Tomaso shares. Like, I think nearly all of them. All right. And they ended up being in charge of most of the production process that encompassed the three factories in northern Italy shooting out the Pantera. And that also kind of like that explains Ford's in charge of it. That explains how they they rose from their last model, like uh, producing like 400 or something to 7000. Yeah, Ford. Right. They know how that's kind of their thing. That's kind of how they got there going. All right. Now, on that same note, we covered, remember when we covered the AMX-3 by American Motor Corporation? Well, it was said. So the AMX-3, if you didn't watch the show, I got one on the Blad Bond YouTube. It's pretty freaking dope. It would have been America's first mid-engine supercar. It is rock and roll. Like, that is a good-looking car. Google the AMX-3, all right? Or watch all about the history on the YouTube channel that I have. Now, it was rumored that Ford paid AMC enough money so they wouldn't produce the AMX-3. That's just a rumor because they thought the AMX-3 was going to be competition with the Pantera and they didn't want that. And it would have been. Oh, for sure. Oh, would it have been. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, the Pantera was a righteous, aggressive bad a of a car so you would assume they would succeed it with something comparable right you think you can't go from pantera to something less cool but they did they followed it up with the guara and uh, let me tell you the guara just did not did not hit the mark the guara kind of looks like if you're by your phone right now uh, Google it. Uh, Google the Pantera and then Google the Guara because the looks are, it's hard. The Guara, it kind of looks like a smushed up Acura NSX. You know? You know, you know? It looks like a, they took a Miata and they made it all Robocopy. Are you looking at it? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. Well, it's R- just hard to. It's like an RX-7 mated with a Bugatti Varian. Yeah. And like did not get proper nutrition. The child didn't come out just quite right. (laughs) Did not get proper nutrition. Uh, It's not, it's not that good looking. And just 52, the Guara were produced from 1994 to 2004. And also that was the last project by Alejandro de Tommaso, who would pass away in his home in Italy in 2003. Now, we do have to talk about, what are you going to say? A guara, depending, is a scarlet ibis. Oh, those are beautiful. I missed it. I, I have wanted to see a scarlet ibis for a very, very, very long time. And I was traveling. I was in Kuala Lumpur, and I, there was a mile away was a, a mile away from the hostel I was staying in. There was a bird park and I walked there because I knew like I had seen on the reviews on Google that they had a scarlet ibis. It's the most vibrant red bird you've ever seen. So we have ibis here around in Corpus Christi. All right. They, you'll see them in your little neighborhood. There's like a pack of them. They have curved bills. They look like something out of Alice in Wonderland. And the scarlet ibis is glorious. 
And that was the first time I got to see a scarlet ibis. I did not know their other name is a guara. Thank you for thank you for bringing that up, Chad, so that I could nerd out on birds. You are very welcome. Uh, uh, dude, that I like. I got a smile on my face just thinking about that bird park. I, I was like the only person in there, and it's just they're walking around. It's like a free flying bird park. I also got to feed uh, a hornbill a piece of mango at one point. Jeez, Louise, I I would go all the back way back to Malaysia to go to that bird park again. You could probably go to a zoo here and experience this. They no oh man, they had everything. They had everything. It was amazing. I now I don't even know what we we're talking about. I'm just back in my memories of this bird park in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, we got a break. Okay, that's a good thing. And then I'll I'll have enough time to get back into cars and less out of birds. All right, guys, y'all stay tuned to the Bad Blonde YouTube uh radio show. Whatever we're doing anymore. <laughs> You are back listening to the Bad Blonde Bird Show. We are now only talking about birds. Now that Chad brought up the scarlet ibis. That's one of my top five favorite birds, guys. Yeah. Now, if you're just now tuning in, we were actually talking all about the history of De Tomaso Automobili. And where, where we ended, we're talking about the last high-performance sports car that they put out, the Guara. All right. It just was. And in its defense, it's really hard to line up against the likes of the Mangusta and the Pantera, which are beautifully aggressive cars powered by Ford V8s. It's hard to follow that up. And it didn't do. It didn't. It's not a car you really hear about the Guara. They produced just 52. Now, I wanted to tell y'all if you ever see a Pantera and you see. It's emblem, I want to tell you what that emblem is, all right? Their hood emblem or logo, well, it's a T in the middle of an Argentinian flag that's been turned on its side. Now, obviously, the flag is it's a uh, nod to Alejandro de Tomaso's Argentinian roots, where he was born in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. But what is the T? Well, why is the flag on its side? I don't know. To topple the government. <laughs> that, well, I mean, good point. He did have to flee. Our Alejandro de Tomaso, founder of de Tomaso Automobili, did have to flee Argentina after being implicated in a plot to overthrow Juan Perón, president of Argentina at the time. Da, da, da. Now, what the tea is, well, the de Tomaso's family had a rich history of cattle ranching. And the T was his ancestral brand. Pretty cool, right? Just a T? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I have known that emblem for a long time. A long time. So what's really interesting is all some of the familiar names that have come under the De Tomaso leadership over the years. Okay? So not only have they been producing... Chad is absolutely watching... The World Cup, and he was chewing his nails in nervousness. Oh my God! There's oh, were we on over? Okay, they added six more minutes. Oh, please score! 
It's we just three, need to score one. a double goal. Oh, can we just get a double? <laughs> All right. So uh, along with uh, producing some of our favorite high-performance Grand Touring cars, like the Patera and Mangusta, also De Tomaso was buying up a few brands that names that you're familiar with. All right. These include coach builders such as Gia. All right. And like I said, like the Pantera and the Mangusta were designed from designers that were working at Carrozzeria Gia. All right. Vignale motorcycle builder, Moto Guzzi, which we, most of you might recognize that name. It's a big deal. And even Maserati. They owned Maserati for a little bit of time. So at this point, um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. De Tommaso Automobili changed hands, but I wanted, before the end of the show, I wanted to make sure we got to the Project P. All right. Fast forward to 2014 after De Tommaso changed hands a few times. It was acquired by Ideal Ventures out of Hong Kong, and they went to quick work, breathing life into the brand, life and excitement into De Tommaso Automobili. With the Project P, which would turn out to be the P72. And let me tell you, this car is rad. Okay, I'm probably going to post the P. I've seen a couple of P72s in the flesh. They look so cool. They are based on the P70, a historic De Tommaso race car of the 70s. All right, along with obviously some modern elements. It looks the raddest. If you got your phone on your hands, Google De Tommaso P72. It looks like it's going to take you to Mars, but cool. Not like the weird shaped little rockets that uh, Elon like and... sending a little capsule with four other guys pooping in diapers. <laughs> this is going to be a fun trip to Mars. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the P-72. In, I'm trying to think of the first time. I think the first time may have been, yeah, probably at Amelia Island. And then I, I just, when I was at Car Week last, just walking, meandering around Carmel, there was a P72 just sitting outside of a hotel on the street, which is amazing. All right. These cars are rad. It's a good looking car. Oh, it's a good looking car. It really is. True to its uh, De Tommaso heritage, the longstanding relationship that they've had with Ford, the P72 is powered by a Ford. The five-liter supercharged Ford Coyote V8. Man, I love this thing. I've gotten to like so. Where I've I'm I also I've seen it a couple of times at Quail, um, in and out of Car Week, etc. Now, naturally, all right, it's the P72. So they thought we're only going to produce just 72 of the P72. And naturally, you know, I did want to figure out how much a P72 cost because these are like very rare and they're very cool. I mean, it, they did what they meant to do. They caught attention. They revived the brand. Uh, I went to the website and I went to the De Tommaso Automobile website and it states the base price for the P72 is determined at one million four hundred and fifty thousand dollars and we are currently accepting registrations of interest that's a good way to say we're going to pick who bought who owns these registrations of interest it's a pretty penny. fancy that's a pretty penny. yeah i was like well oh is it over oh yes man. 
Dutchman. We have been Dutch. knocked out. The dang Dutch. By the horrible Hollish. <laughs> the Netherlands. The horrible Holland. The Netherlands. The orange plague. And uh, it's okay. You know what, Chad? It's going to be fine. Aiden, c- Chad's crying. He's got real tears. At uh, least, hey, now you can actually, we have a few more minutes left on the radio show. You can be on the radio, Chad. Yes. It's like this whole show, I've just been watching Chad facial expressions while he's watching the World Cup. I was, dude, the World Cup. It's a World Cup. Maybe we just take all the weekends off next time. Is it? Well, next week. Next eight years. Uh, I mean, the World Cup is the greatest. It's the greatest. Sports championship, whatever, in the world. In the world. I'm I'm sad the USA is not going to keep going. It's better than the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, man, that poor guy. It's only every four years. Look, and soccer players are very emotional people. They're crying. Yeah. They hug a lot. Oh, there's hugging right now. They tend to fall down very easily. A lot of pain. Lots of pain in soccer. (laughs) Lots of possible possible fake fake injuries had. They like to clap above their heads. Oh, they do 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 that. Um, Guys... If you have enjoyed this and you want to text us about it, you can text us at 8253397. Now, we did get a gentleman, Paul, texted in and said, man, I just Googled the P72, and that is righteous. And you are correct, Paul. It's pretty dope. It's absolutely dope. I don't know what my, what is your favorite part about the history of De Tomaso? I don't know if it's the fact that Alejandro married an American heiress and she was a race car driver, or the fact that he had to flee Argentina for trying to get Juan Perón out of the presidency. Or the P-72 and its looks. And the fact that I've got to see it in person I'm repeatedly. I'm surprised they let him flee. Maybe he wasn't that guilty. I don't know. A we don't of, know. A lot of times when you try to pull a coup. You better get. They, uh, they get mad at you. They going to get you. Pull a coup. You got Yeah, do or do not. It's There's, also interesting that his wife. At that time, mm-hmm. was uh, racing. Oh, cars she was that. Also, she did what? Like I kind of you, you wouldn't expect women to be racing cars. Yeah, well, at that time, she it sounded like she did what she wanted because her family didn't want her racing cars either. Money do help. Oh, it do help indeed. But uh, like I said, at that time period, I'm sure there were very few, if any, women race. Yeah, car drivers. I think that's part of why she she left the states because she didn't like she didn't enjoy competing the racing here. That you only you couldn't race against men. It was a you had to race against your own gender, and that was not so in Europe. And that's why she went to Europe, according to her little. Her I I've ended up finding an article about her, and it was very cute. Her and her sister are lived together, and I think she's still alive live together in Florida, and they still are part of the racing horses arena. Race horses. And that's how they made their money. It's pretty dope. You never said your favorite part, John. I did. What? I said... His uh, wife? Those were the interesting parts to me. Yeah. Escaping well, after a coup. I want to know what, what they're going to do after the P-72. That'll be interesting also. I it's know. It's not really De Tomaso anymore. Hong Kong's not really Hong no. Kong anymore. Yeah, I know. That is a thing. So it's going to be a Chinese. Well, they also own part of they own part of an, of Apollo. And I've seen, not not the one that we're familiar with of the, the 60s, the new thing that's like a supercar, like Rar. They look Same. wild. 
I know. All right, we got music, guys. Thank you for listening in to the Bad Blonde Radio Show. We're here every Saturday at 10 a.m. And next week, we are going to be live at the Coastal A's and Rods Car Show. Be there or be square.